0: And I'm so glad you don't throw us away. I'm glad for every Christian who has fallen down that you have helped back up through your grace and mercy. That they're going on for you. I thank you for them today. Lord, I thank you for that kind of grace. I thank you for that kind of mercy. I thank you and I praise you. I thank you for every fallen minister today, not because they fell, but those that have fell that you have helped back up. And they have asked you to forgive them and restore them. And you have done that today. And Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your many blessings. This is Thanksgiving season, but Christians don't know one day of Thanksgiving. Praise God. Hallelujah. We we celebrate you every day of our life. And we thank you for your mercy and your grace, for your son, for so much. We could stand here all day giving Thanks to the Lord and never run out of things to thank you for. Hallelujah. Help us to grasp the importance of keeping an attitude of gratitude every day of our life. Through every every trial and every test to be careful to give you the thanks that you may get the glory and take us through. And everyone said amen and amen. I want to read a familiar scripture about not worrying and about giving thanks. And the thanks part of it is just inserted. And when we read about it, we think about praying in faith. And we think about uh, giving everything to God. And we should. Amen. But this little insertion of thanksgiving in the book of Philippians chapter... uh, Chapter 4 and verse 6, where it says, Be anxious for nothing. Literally translated, it would say, Don't worry about anything. Am I in the right place? Philippians 4, verse 6 Does anyone have that? I'm in the right place. I want to make sure. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, but in everything, but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is married to the prayer of faith. You cannot pray the prayer of faith and not thank God. You can't do that because there's no faith if you're not thanking God because of what you know about him. When the trouble comes, when the trials come, then your faith is not reliant on him. And that's not New Testament faith. It's got to be with Thanksgiving at midnight. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. Amen. That's gratitude. You're giving him praise. You're giving him praise before the fact. Amen. You're in prison. You're held over to be destroyed. If God doesn't come through and you don't wait to see if God is going to come through, you thank him for his faithfulness. The moment you pray, you begin to thank him. Amen. Someone said there's was a preacher. I don't know which preacher it was, but it was one of those great preachers of old. And it was a Thanksgiving service that he was in. And he said, you know, instead of having... One day of Thanksgiving, we should have 364 days of Thanksgiving. And one day out of the year to gripe and complain. Get it all out in one day. One day. And have a gripe and complaining day. Can you say amen? Whining and belly aching day. Have a griping, complaining, whining, aching. Somebody said amen. 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 <laughs> amen i want to be in that service i got a lot of things to gripe whine and complain about so many people saying wah wah we need to call a ambulance for them can you say amen anyway without thanksgiving this prayer is incomplete it's not just about giving it to god and don't worrying about it developing your faith it's about gratitude And you find it throughout all of the scripture. God puts a premium on gratitude. God puts a premium. The Bible said in the last days, perilous times will come. And it goes through all this list of terrible sins. And among all of those sins. And they were unthankful. They were unthankful. Unthankfulness opens the door to a slippery slope. And once you begin to move into that. And, you know, remember remember the term, what have you done for me lately? It's not what he's done for you lately. It's what he's done for you at the cross. Can you say amen? It's not what's happening right at this moment. It's what happened in that six hours that he hung on that cross and paid your and my sin debt. Amen. He's not just demanding Thanksgiving. He deserves it. And he deserves more than just saying "Thank you, Lord. He deserves a life that expresses that that 's what the Bible is talking about in in Romans twelve one and two I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your that 's an act of gratitude by the you 're saying thanks you 're not just giving thanks you 're getting ready to live thanks in your life. Can you say, man? I I beseech you by the mercies of God. Where was that mercy demonstrated to the fullest extent and the love to the greatest extent? It was when Jesus was dying for us on the cross. In light of that, he said, give your whole life to me. You're you're my purchased possession. You don't belong to yourself anymore. Thank God you belong to him. Amen. Amen. I'd rather belong to him than belong to me. Because when I belong to me, I actually belong to the devil, and the Bible said, "You are of your father, the devil, and his works you will do well i 'm not of my father, the devil anymore i 've got another father, and i 'm not doing, and i 'm trying to do his works now. Everything has changed because I offered my body." which is the container for my soul and my spirit representing the whole of my being, everything I have and everything I am. I want it to be in the potter's hand. So even when the evil intentions come that I can know, Romans eight twenty eight. for we know, we know, we know that all things work together for good. Well, if you know that, thank him when the pressure comes. Thank him when the problems come. Thank Him because He's there for you. Thank Him because of the cross that has opened the door for Him to intercede for you and grant grace sufficient to you. Hallelujah. Don't dwell on yourself when that comes. The, the Bible said, said lay aside every sin, and one of the great sins is ingratitude. Lay aside every sin and the weight people always come to me and say, Pastor, show me in the Bible where that's a sin. Well, it's not just about sin. It's about hindrances. It's about things in the way that we know is... If you're going to run a race, don't get a backpack with 50 pounds of junk in it. Amen? You don't need all that junk. Is it a sin to have the junk? No, Is it going to help you win the race? No, no, you're going to lose the race carrying a bunch of junk in a backpack that you don't need. You need to lay that thing down. So it's not just finding a scripture that designates something as a sin. It is getting rid of things that we know are in the way of God and his purpose and his perfect will in your life. Amen. Amen. Lay aside every weight and the sin both of them that does so what devil's got an easy job we made we need to make it hard for him Every weight and sin and weight that does so easily beset us. And run with patience. The word there is not take a number and wait on God. It's the word for perseverance. It's a different word in the Greek. To persevere, amen. To keep on keeping on, no matter what. Run with patience the race that is set before you, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of. Of your faith, consider him that suffered such a great contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be. See, something is happening here. Your your focus is shifting from you and your pressure, you and your pain, me and my problem, to Christ and his love for me on the cross. And I'm going to tell you, if you get cross-eyed, everybody say cross-eyed. If you get the cross in view, you can't look at him on the cross and look at you and your problem at the same time. Amen. You can't. You've got to look away from the cross to look back at you. And when you look back at you, all of the pain of that pressure and that heartache and heartbreak comes pouring into your life. And you can get bitter and you can, and God wants you better instead of bitter. He wants to work on you while this trial is occurring. Because I don't know about you, but I get very, very pliable in the potter's hand when the trials come. Can you say, man, I quit trying to straighten anybody out, and I start taking care of Robert A. Amen. 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 Because Robert A. needs some straightening out sometimes. And there's nothing like a trial to get me to take a good look at myself and say, Lord... I need help today. I can't afford. I can't afford unforgiveness. I can't afford grudges. I can't afford to dwell on this thing or that thing. So we try to help each other. We try to try to gently, but, firmly help each other and we get talking about a subject that we know is painful to talk about and and we say whoa 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 woah whoa woah whoa 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 amen we we say whoa we pull it up and we say no we're not going to talk about that if we talk about that we're going to have to think about it we think about it the devil's going to bring the pain and the pressure of it back into our life so we're going to change our conversation how Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know what that means? God is in control. When everything seemed, he made this day. He made this universe. He made you. Praise God. He created the waster to destroy. That waster that's coming to destroy is under his control. Amen. The devil is like a roaring lion. I like Shambok what he said about this. The devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen. But God pulled his teeth at Calvary. Can you say man? Hallelujah. The problem is he's gumming a lot of Christians today. Because he uses his wiles, which is deception. Strategy of defeat is to get you and me questioning God. And we've all done it. Don't look at me like, oh, I've, I, I I heard a teaching the other day. You need to get the tape and you'll never question God again. Honey, if you stay in this faulty body and you stay in this world until you're out of that body and out of this world, you're going to have some questions come up. That's why the Bible said if you're going to trust in Him, you can't lean to your own understanding. You're not going to understand everything. God isn't going to explain everything. He asks you not for blind trust. He asks you to see His faithfulness, to seek His face when the troubles come. Hallelujah. And to give it all to God. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication let your request be known unto God with with come on, don't 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 jump into intercession and anxiousness through the intercession. Get rid of the anxiousness with thanksgiving. There's nothing defeat fear like you thanking God anyway. Nothing will disarm the devil like that. Amen. With thanksgiving. At midnight Paul and Silas prayed and here's the gratitude. And sang praises. And sang praises. And here's the deal. The jail didn't come open supernaturally while they were praying. Didn't do it. It was while they were praising. Well, until it opens, there's no reason to praise. Yes, there is because God is faithful. If you believe God is listening, thank Him when you're done praying. Don't make it. Listen, the Bible said don't pray. Jesus said do not pray like the hypocrite does. Don't pray like that. He thinks He's going to be heard because of His much speaking. You don't have to pray all night long to a God who says, Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and thou shalt glorify me. It doesn't take all night to get a God like that to move in your behalf i 'm not telling you to 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 pray little short prayers because you're too busy and your TV programs coming on i'm telling you that that whining to God all night is not the prayer of faith. Amen. You need to give it to God and then you need to thank Him for it. Amen. I need to give it to God and to thank Him for it Amen. Amen. when they call me at two o'clock in the morning police department in Tampa called plant city and say you when we were at the Holy church of God in the building and say your church has been broken into and we're here now. And I got out of bed and headed to church and I'm tired. I'm wore out. And now the church has been broken into, and I've been praying that the angels would, would, you know, take care of the church because of the neighborhood. Everybody say the neighborhood. Amen. It wasn't Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Can everybody agree to that? Amen. <laughs> no, it was not. Anyway, on the way down there, I had an option. I could choose to thank God and give Him glory no matter what I was going to find when I got there, or I could wring my hands and question God. I could raise my hands and praise Him or I wring my hands and question Him. I had a choice to make. You're always going to have the option. You've got a choice to make. But if you're going to pray about anything, you've got to mingle it with thanksgiving. Amen. It didn't say just make this intercessory prayer and ask God for help. It said with, with, with. It's a little part of that that is so vitally important that without it it is not a prayer of faith in the first place Amen. prayer of faith is going to thank him for the answer before the answer come Amen. you know why because prayer of faith embraces his faithfulness to hear when you cry unto him god's eyes are on the righteous you don't have to get his attention thank god you've got his attention Oh, you didn't hear me today. This is shouting ground. I wish I'd brought my shouting shoes. Praise God. Well, I think these will do. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I'm serious about this, but I'm happy about this. God's eyes. Can you imagine when it feels like heaven is brass and God's aloof in his heaven and doesn't understand it is not listening? His eyes are on the righteous. His ears. Are open to their cry. And that's why God told Israel in the Old Testament, He said, don't be like these other nations. They build their own gods. They fashion their own gods. They make images to their own man-made gods instead of the God who made man. But you know the true and living God. They have eyes, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Remember the prophets of Baal crying unto that false god? Amen. <laughs> and cutting themselves as if they can do something, a sacrifice officially to get him to answer them. And here comes Elijah, who knows not the man made God, but the God who made man. Amen. You want to read his prayer. Sometimes it's a short paragraph. Amen. Because God wants to do this thing. God wants to show up. God wants to show out. I've been talking about that and got a a letter from Tennessee someone who listens to our broadcast and listens to the sermons that you're hearing here Amen. and and the very same words were used that's how I know they're paying attention it said God will show up and God will show out and we keep getting these letters about someone who is growing spiritually and God is opening doors uh, physically and financially for them and they are going forward and a whole family mothered daughter and family are being blessed by the word of God. Hallelujah. Received into a good ground heart. And that encourages me. I just want you to know Thanksgiving is absolutely not a day. I I agree with that preacher. We need one day to get it all out. Just spend a day griping, complaining, belly aching, but spend 364 days giving thanks to God. And I don't mean pumpkin pie and turkey 365 days a (laughs) year. Amen. Somebody said, yeah, I like that idea. Wow. (laughs) Amen. But I mean being thankful every single day. And I believe we need to eliminate that gripe complaining day because when Israel, you know what they said to God? He brought them out of Egypt. They saw the Red Sea part. They saw an army destroyed that was about to destroy them. And the first thing they did when they got out there was question God. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? We're out here. And and then when God did feed them, they said our soul loathes this light bread. Manna from heaven, and they yearned for the flesh pots of Egypt. Better that we'd have stayed in Egypt, been the world, living the high life, than to be out here trusting God. And God said, Not one of these people that could have went into battle, taken the land later on, is going to set foot in the promised land. Not one of these murmuring, complaining people is going to set... Not one of these people that could have and should have went over and took... Not one of them is going to set foot in the promised land. If you want the promises of God, you've got to learn to be grateful. You gotta give him some credit for being who he is. You you can't just walk around in this place. See, the devil wants that. He knows he can't stop God's purpose to bless you and keep you. He can't do it. All the minions of hell can't do it. He's got to get you turned wrong with God to where he can't bless you. He's got to get me turned wrong with God, and he wants he wants me to complain. He wants me to murmur. He wants me to show ingratitude instead of thanksgiving. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God with gratitude to the Lord for his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Well, on the way down, I begin to murmur. Because I'm a clay vessel. And I said, Lord, I had prayed angels would be given charge over this place. Because I can't sit down here and, and watch it all night long. God is good today. God is gracious today. God is faithful today. Where faith breaks down is in this area of gratitude. It's a door That opens to the enemy. It's a slippery slope. God said to Israel, beware. Beware. I'm bringing you into a land that's filled with milk and honey. You're you're going to dig ore from those mountains. You're going to have metal implements that you've never had before. You're going to be blessed in a way that you've never experienced in the promised land. I want it for you. I purpose it for you. But beware when you are eaten and art full. And when you build your houses and finish them. And all these blessings are coming upon you that you forget. This is ingratitude. That you forget the Lord your God in keeping all that I command you to do this day. In other words, this is not just saying thank you and tipping your hat. And living in selfishness. This is saying I'm not just going to give thanks. I'm going to live thanks. It's about obeying God out of gratitude to God for all his blessings to you. From the heart. It's about the life. It can be life changing. One way or the other. Amen. Amen. So someone that says thanksgiving implies that the grateful person is in perfect submission to the will of God. However, his will is manifest. However, his will is manifest. Why? Because it is only when one is fully convinced. And this is why we did the potter's hand. and This is why the service already was taking a particular direction. Amen. When one is fully convinced that God is working all things together for good, that he or she can really give God being truly thankful. Philippians 4, 6, Paul is cautioning against whining. Everybody say whining. Whining. Complaining. Complaining. A murmuring spirit, spirit. which is really an expression of one's lack of faith. In God's goodness and His sovereignty. Either He's in control or this whole universe is out of control. But David said this is the day the Lord is made. I don't know what's going to happen this day, positive or negative. But I know who's in control. (laughs) And that's all I need to know to trust Him no matter what happens. Amen. This is the day the Lord is made. Somebody's in control today. I mean, you look at the politicians and the White House and all the mess and the nations of the world and the global unrest, and it looks like everything is completely out of control. You look at sin and you look at Satan making inroads and you say, it's out of control, it's chaos. I'm going to tell you something. There is a God in heaven who sits, the Bible said, upon the circle of the earth, who says heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. Thank God somebody big enough to handle it is in control. Amen. He said, I bring kings onto the scene, and I put them in positions. And when, they, when I get ready, I bring kings down. Can you say, man, I am in control when it seems like it's out of control. And he wants something from you and me. He wants absolute trust in the reality of not just his ability, but his love and purpose for each and every one of us. Can you say, man, God wants to hear your gratitude expressed in praise. He wants you to pray, but then he wants you to praise him. He wants you to thank him. And you may not feel like it. It's not about that. Praise God. Amen. And when I hear the praises start, I want to rain upon you blessings that will fill your heart. Can you say, man, when I hear the praises start? Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Father, we thank you today. Everything, in everything, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Because in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Don't try to find the will. Until you can do this. That is clear. This is the will of God. Now people trying to find the will of God. Start right here. Here it is. Start with thanksgiving. Don't wait for God to give you a vision, a dream. Open that door. Clarify all of this stuff. Right in everything. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God. Of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, amen. and if you're going to find, if God's going to reveal anything else, see you're going to have to crucify the flesh. You do this, amen. Yeah, amen. Your flesh is not going to feel grateful when you're in trouble and you wonder why am why is this happening to me? Your flesh is going to question. Amen. You're gonna just be you're gonna be walking around and trying to believe God, you're gonna be crying out, expecting the answer to come, and he said, You got to you gotta give thanks. You gotta give thanks. And if we're honest, our flesh doesn't want to do it until the change comes. You don't need any faith for that to occur. You need faith to trust him. Before the change comes. Yes. And trust him enough to begin to thank him for it. Yes. It being his will and purpose in spite of the devil's intentions. Commit thy way unto the Lord. That means the whole of your life, everything to touches you, life, committed to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he will bring it to pass. Yes. What is it? It's what I want. No, it's what he wills. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear me. And if you get surrendered to His will, He's going to bring it to pass in your life. Amen. 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 Surrender. You've got to crucify the flesh. You've got to deny yourself. Take up your cross. And follow Him. In the garden, Jesus said, and here's the example of following Him in the garden. Jesus said, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will be done. And when he acquiesced and said, whatever it takes to save them, you sent me for this purpose. This purpose is being realized. If I, if there's any other way, if there's any other possible way to bring salvation to fallen men and women, boys and girls, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will be done. Oh, and by the way, at that moment, the Bible said "And angels came. And angels came and ministered unto him. You know what they did for him? They didn't put him in some cubicle where he didn't feel any of the pain. They gave him whatever was necessary to to not only endure the pain, but not to pass out or die before the suffering was completed to the point of paying our sin debt in full. Because the beating he received, you know, Paul was beat five times. Five times he was beaten. Three times with rods, five times with that whip, cat of nine tails, nine pieces of braided leather with piece of pottery or metal in the end of it. So when it came across that person from the back, it ripped when it was pulled back. Five times, given 39 stripes of the Jews. Why the limit? Because beyond 39, people went into shock and died. And this was not to kill someone. It was to beat them so badly, so brutally, that whatever they had done wrong, they would think about it before ever doing it again. Boy went over to to one of those foreign places. I think it was Taiwan or somewhere. And he spray painted a car. He's from America. In America, you do stuff like that. They they take you to the juvenile place, and they take you to Disney World. And you you know you I'm not saying you should do terrible things to them, but you know what I'm saying. There are people with an attitude. I don't mind being put in juvie. Well, they didn't put him in juvie. They caned him. They set a date that they're gonna whoop him publicly. And oh, everybody here shocked and they're up in arms and said, oh, that you can't punish like that. Well, I agree. But the problem is you're not in America anymore. You want to do drugs in America? You get sent up for 10 years. You do three. You're out in good behavior. They robbed our church. They were out in six weeks. Had a list that long of robbing. <laughs> and then they called me when they let them out and said, just want you to know that so-and-so that was prosecuted and put to jail has been released. That's one of the things they do to the victims. And then they asked me, could they do community service at the church? And that way they could look at how to get in the next time because there's going to be a next time because the police told me when we make arrests in this community, they go through the system. It's a revolving door. And we know who's doing all the bad in this community. We put them in. They let them out. And they're right back doing the same thing. So, anyway, I had jury duty. I went to Tampa. A guy had robbed a place and done some damage and threatened people, (laughs) and the lawyers were trying to find jurors, you know, and the defense lawyer was quizzing everyone, and they came to me, and they said, have you ever been robbed, sir? I said, well, in a sense I have because I'm a pastor, and they robbed my church that I pastor. He said, how do you feel about that? (laughs) I don't like that. You think they should serve time for that? I said, if they're going to keep doing it, they ought to. They ought to put them in a cage. They're going to act like an animal. Put them in a cage. I didn't have to sit on that jury. They sent me home. <laughs> Brother Vimble, where's your loving compassion? Let them break in your house and let's see your loving compassion. Let them pack your TV out the door and see how compassionate you are. The Bible said, if the good man of the house knew what out of the... Th- oh, I can forgive these people. I can't trust them. I've forgiven a lot of Christians who've done me wrong. I don't trust them because they're not trustworthy. They're not worthy of trust. They're the same old so-and-sos. Can you say amen? Hey, man? Amen. I'm serious. There's some people you can trust and some can't. You've got to earn trust. Forgiveness doesn't automatically make you trust somebody. That's why Paul said, what what you've heard of me, commit to faithful men who will teach others also. Don't commit to somebody that can't be trusted with something as precious as the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope God can trust me after 46 years almost. Amen. Anyway, thank God for what he committed to me. Amen. I'm I'm trying my best to finish my course with joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I really want that. Did I forgive the guys that did that? Absolutely. Did I want them in the church looking for the weak points so they could come back and rob it again? No. Let them do community service at the 7-Eleven. Amen. Let them break in and steal their slurpy machine. Well, you can do that too. Do it anywhere you want to. Just don't send it back here. Are you crazy? Anyway, God is good and God was good to us in Suffering Springs. I mean Suffer Springs. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, they put a child through the bathroom window, and I dropped my glass. Thank you so much. I need those. Hallelujah. They put a child through a window, a little window, and we could see the footprint of the child coming down the bathroom wall where they come through the window. Oh, they one time they they robbed it and they took the alarm system. They took. Because it's a bad neighborhood. and They didn't want nobody breaking. it. They took the alarm system for their own house. So I'm on my way back down there. And, and, and I have a choice to make. Am I going to praise God anyway? Am I going to thank Him for His faithfulness? And I made a choice. I had to make a choice. This is a choice, I'm telling you. And I said, Lord, no matter what I find when I get there, No matter what they took, you are faithful. If they took our sound system, you can give us a brand new one. It's got some shorts in it anyway. It's an old system. (laughs) Amen. If they took some instruments, we can buy some new. You'll provide. One time they broke out. Our stained glass, the beautiful stained glass windows on the east side. They threw rocks through those beautiful stained glass windows at the Holy Church of God. Oh, the drunk guy. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, he wanted our attention. He broke out all the windows because he couldn't knock on the door. Nobody came because we were not having service. And he broke out all the stained glass windows, big holes in the beautiful windows. And I said, Lord, I want to thank you. We live in a tough neighborhood. I understand that. But I'm not going to question your watch care. Everything is working together for good. Cause We love you. We've been sent here on a mission from the Lord. They can break it. If you let them break it out, you can replace it. You're still in charge, not the devil. We want you to know that. Two people without me soliciting. Our insurance wouldn't cover it. We didn't even try. Amen. It was a Christian insurance company. It wouldn't cover nothing. Anyway, moving right along from that. <laughs> I'm serious. They, they didn't even want to talk to me about it didn't, you know, fine print, <laughs> but there's no fine print in the word of God. It's in big, bold letters to your heart. Amen. You don't have to read the fine print. God says what he means and means what he says. Hallelujah. He's not just a promise maker. He's a promise keeper. And two ladies from our church stepped up and said, and I didn't even know that you could take all those pieces uh, or, or you could cut glass, colored glass, and put it back as if it never happened. That takes an artiste. Amen. But the Bible said he can do that in your life. He will give you beauty for ashes. How can he bring something? How can he? Because he's God. He's God, church. (laughs) He's not got limits on him like we have on us. And he's an artist. He can work in your... He can take everything and put it back and make something beautiful. He will give you beauty for ashes. Oh, and because it's ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Amen. M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. <laughs> Hallelujah. He will give you beauty for ashes, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, the oil the oil of gladness. On our website, he used to have a a little heading that said it's time for an oil change. He will give you the oil of gladness for the for the for, for the spirit of weariness, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hey Amen. Two ladies stepped up and said, get get someone to come repair this. Well, I thought they would just put a window pane where, you know, the hands or feet of a saint was on those beautiful windows. But they didn't. They charged for it. But boy, they put it back. And when they finished, you couldn't tell rocks had been through them. It looked as perfect as it was before it happened, and it was paid for in full because two ladies from the church said, Send us the bill, we'll take care of it. I didn't even ask for that. God put it all back because I chose to thank Him instead of say, Why did you let that happen? Lord, and then Sister Pauline put the plexiglass on it. I, I don't know if we, she wanted everybody to know that you're supposed to do things and not let your right and your left. But we're 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 gonna tell on her anyway. Can you say, man? <laughs> don't tell her we told you. Amen. A lady whose initial starts with P. Pauline. Amen. Sister P. Pauline. Bless her heart, she put plexiglass on it, so the next time a drunk wanted to throw rocks, it bounced right back and hit him on the noggin. <laughs> well, I don't know if it hit him on the noggin. I just, just the way I prayed. Anyway, move, <laughs> amen. <laughs> oh, it'd be, rather, it, it'd be a lot better than that rock hit him on the noggin than God tried. Then God do what he does to get people's attention. I'd rather get the knot on the head. Amen. Listen to me. God made it right. God made it right. Same thing happened on the way in. I said, Lord, here I'm wore out, I'm wore down, I'm wore thin. That's a bad time. You do not feel thankful. Two o'clock in the morning with the break in, when you've committed all that to God, believe God for it. Went to sleep believing God was in control of that. And he was. If he permitted it to happen, there was a purpose in it. And one of the purposes in it was to test my own faith in everything that i had been preaching and teaching. If you can't give thanks in the day of trouble, you can't pray that prayer. You can't pray that. Oh, I'm going to believe God. Not without thanksgiving. It says with Thanksgiving. That's not something you can do without or delete because you don't feel like it. It's essential. It's crucial. It's critical. It opens the door for God to show up and show out because you've showed him faith by giving him thanks before the fact. Before anything changes so he can make the changes. At midnight, oh, at the darkest part of the night. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises. And while they and the Bible said they didn't murmur those praises, they shouted those praises. It said everybody in the prison in the other cells heard them. Hallelujah. And while they were praying, no, while they were praising God, God shook the prison and the doors burst open and they walked out. And the jailer, the jailer fell down at their feet and said, in essence, just go ahead and kill me. They're going to kill me for letting you go. And you know what Paul told him? He said, we're all here. Every door opened. Not just theirs. Every door popped open. And nobody ran. Because they were experiencing something supernatural. And they didn't go nowhere. They're right there. I'm telling you, revival broke out in that jail. Amen. Because the next thing he asked is how to be saved. (laughs) Praise God. He said, we're all here. All of us. Isn't that incredible what God is doing? You let God show up and show out. It's going to get people's attention. Even people that not. not, It ought to get our attention. It'll get everybody's attention. They prayed and sang praises. They put their petition before God with thanksgiving. Because if you don't have a thankful heart, you don't sing praises. You sing the blues. And Jeremiah was singing the blues in Lamentations. Chapter 3, he's preached for a lifetime, and it hadn't changed anyone or anything. And now the corrective judgments of God are in the land. They're going down into Babylon and serve as bond slaves, amen, to Nebuchadnezzar. They're going down there because they didn't obey God. They didn't listen to the prophet. The prophet is fruitless in his ministry, and now he's watching corrective judgments fall in the land. And he said, when I consider this and I see the heartache, the heartbreak, the wormwood, the gall, the bitterness, my soul is crushed within me. This, I see it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. And I pray you make the right choice at the right time. This I recall to mind. Therefore, have I hope. Thy mercies are new every morning. It ain't over yet. (laughs) Hallelujah. It looked like it's over and the devil won, but it ain't over yet. Thy mercies are new. You can see the smile coming where the frown was. Thy mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Can you say, man, I don't know how, I don't know when, but God's going to turn this thing around. And the Bible said when he turned it around to another generation took a long time for them to learn the lesson but when he turned it around it said when god turned again the captivity of zion <laughs> hallelujah when god turned it around yes. then was our mouth filled with with song and our tongues with laughter amen Then we begin to praise Him and we begin to delight in Him and we begin to thank Him for His faithfulness. We didn't deserve anything but judgment, but here God has turned it around. I dare you to start thanking God in the midst of your pressure, in the midst of your problem. I challenge you, God wants to turn it around, but He needs something from you. An act of pure faith in his faithfulness that causes you to thank him. And if you can't find anything else to thank him for, thank him because he's faithful. Amen. Amen. Get your eyes off your pain and your problem and get it on the cross and thank him for going there for you. Lord, I can't thank I I don't know what this is all about. This hurts bad. But you hurt worse. Now, my wife doesn't remember this, but I'll never forget it. When she came out from under, open heart, where they open you up and they break your rib cage in order to spread your chest open so they can get to your heart. They cut your legs and take the veins out of your leg, three of them, and they Reattach them around the area that's stopped up in your heart it's an, it's a miracle of technology and medical ability, and it's god given and we thank God for it Amen. because and 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 then they put it back together, put you back together you wake up in the in in the recovery. critical care recovery. And critical care. And you wake up because they can't give you, because your heart's had such trauma, they can't give you high octane pain medication. And you wake up in some kind of a world of pain. Some people bear it better than others. And my wife was in pain when she woke up. And I told her, and I meant it, and I get facetious and I say funny things, but I meant it as serious as I can say it. Honey, if I could take your place right now and take the pain and give you relief, I would. And then I began to pray for her, and I said, because she's still in that groggy state. You know, your spirit is, you can be deep under, but your spirit isn't. And that's why they tell people, your spirit don't slumber, it don't sleep, just like God don't. Your sp- that's why they tell you, if someone's unconscious, speak to them. The, in fact, the last faculty to go is hearing. So be careful what you speak, words of faith and encouragement and comfort. And out of her spirit, out of her spirit, she responded when I prayed like this. I said, Jesus, I can't do that. I would if I could, but I can't. And I said, Lord, if there's anyone who knows what pain feels like, it's you, what you suffered on the cross. You know pain like no one has ever. And not only the pain of the piercing, the pain of the beating, but the pain of feeling totally separated from the Father. Eloi! Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He didn't die as a man with the comforter comforting him, as God drawing near to him and upholding him. He died as a man forsaken of God. When we saw him, there's nothing that we should desire him, but we considered him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. And while I was praying that prayer, Lord, help her with this pain. Help her with this pain. She said, out of her spirit, man, I know it had to come out of her spirit because the flesh doesn't normally react this way. She said, oh, Jesus, my pain is nothing like your pain for me. Wow, the focus just changed. From my pain to his pain in my behalf. And the moment that happens, believe me, that's a big change. Consider him looking to Jesus to just take away the problem. No, looking to how he suffered and for your sake to change the focus from self to Jesus. And to build a thankful heart in the midst of the pain and the pressure. Can you say amen? How many's ever grumbled and complained? How many want this year to be 365 days of Thanksgiving Amen. instead of just Turkey Day? Amen. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord on the way to the church as we get ready to close. And when I got there, there were two cops there waiting for me. I come in with victory. I started praising God on I said, Lord, I don't know why, why this happened, but I know you're in control. Lord, we, we'll just buy new stuff. You'll make a way. You're faithful. Hallelujah. I thank you. I praise you. I thank you for saving me. I'm gonna thank you for salvation. I'm gonna thank you. I'm gonna just thank you for being my heavenly father, my God. I can gripe and complain or I can thank him. I choose to thank him. Amen. It's a choice. And you have to crucify your flesh to do it, and that's good for you. Amen. You can't follow him unless you deny yourself and take up your cross, which means crucify your flesh. It doesn't mean bear up under your. Per- they talked about me at work. I'm being persecuted. I'm taking up my cross. No, you're not. You're belly aching. You're just flat out belly aching because the world don't love you. Well, the world isn't supposed to love you said, Marvel not if the world hates you. It hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would embrace you and love its own. But you are not of this. Ooh, hallelujah. Somebody say, Glory to God. Amen. You are not of this world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When I got there, The officers, they were upset. Boy, they were upset. They said, sir, can you tell us what's missing? I started looking around. All the good sound stuff was, my sound man can tell you where it was. It was up in the balcony. They never got up there. The good stuff was in the balcony. And in the dark, they never found it. Oh, but there was a monitor that was wore out that I'd been threatening to throw away, but it was so heavy I couldn't carry it out to the... It was a bad, screechy old monitor. They got it. I, I said, we had a wore out monitor over here, and they got it. There were some old microphones that didn't work anymore, sitting in something under the pulpit, and they got those microphones. And I said, they got some old microphones that don't work. He said, well, how much would you say they took? I said, in value, you know. I said... We was going to throw all that stuff away. We've been, we've been pro, procrastinating. And, but they cleaned it out for us. I'm beginning to smile, and I say, God, well, look at you, and look at me. Amen. Thank God they didn't get up there. Thank God they didn't get the good stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. And i begin to get kind of buoyant and joyful over that fact. And the cop looks at me like I'm nuts. (laughs) And he says, It's one thing to break into a 7-Eleven and steal cigarettes or beer. It's another thing to break into the house of God. And boy, I thought he going to get somebody. That man that gonna get somebody okay, say man, hallelujah, and I thanked the Lord all the way back home. Hallelujah. My flesh, like your flesh, doesn't always feel that, but we always need that. I want to say this in closing this this is important, amen, Jonah chapter two. Jonah's in the belly of the fish. He said, I go down to the bottom of the sea. This is the deep sea where there's used to be mountains before the sea covered them. I go down to the bottom of the mountains and the bottom of the sea. Seaweed is wrapped around my head. I can't hardly breathe. I'm dying. And You know what broke all of that? You know what broke all of that? Do you know what he did? I don't know how low you've got, but I dare say you're not that low. It said, then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. And said, I cried. Oh, here's here's our natural man. Listen, And and, and, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. He heard me. Out of the belly of hell, the grave, literally, cried I, and thou heard my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep. He knew his own folly had brought this on him. In the midst of the seas and the floods compassed me about, and all thy billows and waves passed over me. Then I said, I'm cast out of thy sight. Yet, see, this is how he felt. Yet. I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about, and the weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet thou hast brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came into thee, into thy holy temple. And remember our text? In all things with prayer and supplication. Wait a minute. With. Thanks. With. Thanks. Let thy request be known. Is it going to show up here? Is thankfulness married? To prayer that brings result. Verse 8 said, they observe lying vanities and forsake their own mercy. They that look to man, that look to self, self-sufficiency, self they that look to idols, forsake their own mercy. See, we're looking to a God who's got eyes that see and ears that hear and a heart that beats with love for us. Amen. Hallelujah. But I will sacrifice unto thee. What kind of sacrifice is he going to offer down in a mess like that? I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of. Woo, don't think about no turkey now. Think about victory. Think about deliverance. <laughs> I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the fish said, I'm sick of this. (laughs) No, that's what I put in. It said, and the Lord spake to the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry ground. Did it come when he was crying out without thanksgiving? Or when God heard the voice of thanksgiving coupled with his petition? Tell me, did he get that without thanksgiving? Just because he was in such a pickle? No. He got it. What did he say? He said, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Salvation is of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're my deliverer anyway. I got into this mess, but you're a merciful, faithful God, and I'm going to call on you anyway. And the Lord spoke to the fish when he heard the voice of thanksgiving. He said, you heard the prayer. You heard my prayer. But it wasn't just my prayer. It was showing you my gratitude, giving you honor and giving you praise down here. God spoke to the circumstance. God spoke to the mountain. God spoke to the fish. And the fish puked him up. That old lion might have a hold of you, shaking you. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Shaking you, wanting to eat you. I dare you to begin to thank God and say, you're the God of my salvation. Amen. (laughs) You might have given place to Him, but it's not too late to thank God for His mercy and His goodness and His faithfulness. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Oh, I feel the goodness of God in here <laughs> Hallelujah to the King of Kings. I'm going to close with this, which don't mean anything, but I'm going to try. Forgive me when I whine. Can anyone relate to this? Forgive me when I whine. Today, up on a bus, I saw a lovely maid with golden hair. I envied her. She seemed so gay. That's back, you know, in the other type of day. But anyway, she seemed so gay and how I wished I were so fair. When suddenly she rose to leave, I saw her hobble down the aisle. She had one foot and wore a crutch, but she passed with a smile. Oh, God, forgive me. When I whine, I have two feet. The world is mine. And when I stopped to buy some sweets, the lad who served me had such charm. He seemed to radiate good cheer. His manner was so kind and warm. I said, it's nice to deal with you. Such courtesy I seldom find. Then he turned and said, oh, thank you, sir. And then I saw that he was blind. Oh, God, forgive me when I whine. I have two eyes. The world is mine. Then when walking down the street, I saw a child with eyes of blue. He stood and watched the others play. It seemed he knew not what to do. I stopped a moment and then I said, why don't you join the others, dear? He looked ahead without a word and I knew he could not hear. Oh, God, forgive me when I whine. I have two ears. I can hear. The world is mine. With feet to take me where I'd go with eyes to see the sunsets glow. With ears to hear what I would know. I'm blessed indeed. The world is mine. Oh God. Forgive me when I whine. And with this last true story from a missionary to the leper colonies of years ago. Almost unheard of now. Because of modern medicines. But the damage was already done. Where he was ministering. And he's. It was a night when they could. Choose the songs that they would sing. For the worship service. Someone chose power in the blood. And someone had chosen. Something else. You know heaven's jubilee. And a lady held up. And she had her face covered with a veil. Because her nose was gone. The leprosy had eaten away and disfigured her horribly for life. She lifted up a hand to request a song, he said. Her sleeve came down that was covering that hand. And the fingers of that hand, the leprosy, had been hurt so bad they had to take the fingers off. He didn't see the rest of her body, marred and scarred by the leprosy. But he says, yes, ma'am, what would you like to sing? you know what she said? This great Christian that had been won to Christ by the missionary. She said, count your many blessings. Count them one by one. And you will be surprised at what the Lord has done. He said, I wept. And to this day, when that whining, murmuring, complaining attitude comes on me because of life circumstances down here. I remember that lady and say, thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness and your love. If that woman can praise you, I can praise you in this storm. Can you say "Man, How many want to be more thankful? 365. Hallelujah. Will you stand with me today? God is so good. Now, this coincides with the message that's being taught on let's talk about Jesus growing in the fire from a sermon growing in the furnace of affliction. God wants you to grow up in him. And a great sign of growing up in him is getting rid of all of that junk that so easily besets us so we can run with patience the race that is set before us. It's time to let it go and lay it aside for the glory of God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just a little bit of this song before we go home.